Thanks for joining me for another episode of Business and Legal Q&A Live. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, and today is July 28th, 2015. We're going to be tackling a legal question today, dealing with going to court while representing yourself for the first time. So uh, today's question comes in from Chicago, Illinois, and it's asked by Kelly Waterman. So Kelly, thank you for your question. Of course, you'll be receiving a UTL radio mug. Uh, let's get right into it. Kelly wants to know, what advice can you give to someone who is going to court for the first time? I represent myself in a case and have a court date coming up. I've never been to court before and wanted to know what to expect. All right, well, that's a broad question, and I'm going to try to answer it as concisely as possible. But let's talk a little bit about what to expect just going into the courtroom. You know, actual procedural, what's going to happen when you walk into that, into that court building. First of all, understand that when you go into court, there are a number of procedural issues you're going to have to deal with, and some of them are, are not even related to your case. The first one being that you generally have to walk through metal detectors. So typically, when you walk into the courtroom for the, or to the court building for the first time, you're going to be greeted by a police officer or a court officer, and there's going to be a conveyor belt where you put your belongings on and they're screened to make sure that you don't have any contraband or weapons in them, and then you walk through a metal detector. That's going to be your first introduction into, into the courthouse. Once you get past that initial screening, now you have to figure out where you're going. So generally, you can ask a court officer or one of the, uh, the police officers there where you're going, but you should know when you're going to court what judge your case is being heard before, and what the number of that courtroom is. If you don't know the number of the courtroom, at the very least you have to know the judge's name so that you can ask somebody or look on the directory. Now, another thing about going to court, you have to go to court looking professional. Now, I don't mean three-piece suit. I don't mean you have to pretend you're Matlock. What I mean is you have to go dressed appropriately. Number one, it's just it's expected that when people show up to court, especially representing themselves, that they're going to appear or act like, like an attorney would. So if you're a guy, you should definitely wear um, a, a jacket and, and pants. You know, that doesn't have to necessarily be a suit. You could have a blazer and pants. If you're a, a woman, then you should wear something appropriate whether it's, you know, pants or, or skirt or whatever it might be. You shouldn't go to court looking like you were going to the gym or to a party because A, it's going to offend the judge, and B, people are not going to take you seriously. That's just the nature of, of being in court as a pro se litigant. So make sure that you dress, I, I'd like to say business casual if you're not an attorney, but do your best to look Appropriate, you know. Don't don't go in looking like you're you're like I said, going to the gym or, or, or going to a party. Now, once you get up to the judge's courtroom, 
it, depending upon the court and the nature of the proceeding, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if, if this court date that you have is a court conference or a motion, but when you walk into the courtroom, depending upon whether or not there are other cases before that judge that day, you may walk in and find that the courtroom is filled with other attorneys and their clients. And there's benches that you're going to sit on and wait for your case to be called. But before you get to, to, to that point where you're going to sit down, you might want to check in. And again, it's, it's different in different courts, but you would typically be able to find a docket listed somewhere in that courtroom, whether it's on the door, on the wall, or if there's a court clerk who's sitting at the front of the, uh, of the courtroom who might have a list of all the cases that the judge is going to hear that day. And typically what you'd want to do is check in. Let that court clerk know that you're here. So in your case, Kelly, you know, you'd say, Kelly Waterman, uh, I'm here for the case of Waterman versus whatever. And then the clerk knows you're there and can get you before the judge, you know, quicker. Because if they don't know you're there, then you're going to sit to, to, you know, all the rest of the people who are there go and you can be there for hours. Now, as far as what to expect when your case is called... So if you've seen the inside of a courtroom, whether it's on TV or you, you took a look online, what you'll see, obviously, is that the judge is going to sit at his, his bench, his or her bench, and across from the judge, there is going to be two tables, one on the left side, one on the right side. And uh, plaintiff generally, it's not set in stone, but generally speaking, the plaintiff will sit on the left and the defendant will sit on the right. And um, when the judge is ready for you, whether that judge comes out of his chambers and sits on the bench, uh, you have to stand, right? And, and there's a, a bunch of, of formal procedural things that you should be aware of. Uh, you stand until the judge tells you to sit down. And then he might say to you, all right, you know, make your appearances. And what that means is that you have to now tell the court who you are and what you're there for so that the court stenographer can take down that information and put it on the record. And on the record essentially means that she's going to type it and it's going to be part of the court transcript. So when the judge says, we'll make your appearances, if you're the plaintiff, you're going to want to stand up and address the judge and you're going to want to say, you know, Your Honor, I'm Kelly Waterman uh, on behalf of myself, um, representing, you know, or representing myself, whatever you, you feel comfortable saying, but that's what you would do. And then it goes over to the defendant. And if the defendant has an attorney, you know, he, he or she may say, uh, you know, I'm Kevin Smith from the Smith Law Firm representing the defendant. And once that's done, you've made your appearance, and the judge might tell you to sit down. Now, if it's your motion or your issue, you know, you're the one bringing the matter to the, the, the courtroom on that date. You know, for example, if you file the motion, the judge may want to hear from you first, and when you address the court, you should stand up. So... You stand up and you present your issue, whatever it might be, to the judge. When the judge is done and you're done talking to him or her, you sit down and then the other side will typically get up and say something. If it's a court conference, then the judge may want you to just be very informal. As a matter of fact, on a court conference, oftentimes a judge will not even do it in the courtroom. Maybe they'll have you in their chambers and they'll sit down and discuss issues with you in a more informal setting. But don't be fooled by any sort of informal attitude by a judge. You should always dress appropriately, act appropriately, act respectfully, 
refer to the judge as your honor or judge. Um, you know, address him or her that way. And don't just start talking. You know, don't just say, my case is about, it's always better for you to say, your honor, my case is about, it just shows respect and professionalism. And I think that in addition to um, having the judge maybe like you more because he or she knows that you're doing your best to present yourself as if you were an attorney. Um, not only that, but you're also going to get more respect for your legal matter. I have seen so many times when a pro se litigant goes in, they're not dressed appropriately, they don't address the judge, they don't know when to stand up, and even if their case is okay, the judge just is so frustrated by the fact that they didn't bother to research how they should act when they got into a courtroom that he or she dismisses her or, you know, sets shorter deadlines or is maybe rude to the person. You know, maybe that's not the way it should be, but we're all human and unfortunately that's how it is. So set yourself up for success. That doesn't mean obviously you're going to win your motion or your hearing or whatever you're there for, but give yourself a fighting chance. Go in the way I've described. Make sure, and this is a, you know, not a procedural thing, but this is just something that you need to be aware of. Make sure when you go into that courtroom, you know what you're there for. You know what you're going to say. You know what you're going to ask for. You know what relief you want. And while you, know, you didn't ask this question, and this is going to be the subject of another video, um, I just want to say, try to be concise and deliberate in your discussion with the court. What do I mean by that? Don't ramble on. Don't tell them your life story. They don't care. They want to know what the issue is. And that's what lawyers and judges are trained for. Cut through the pleasantries and, and superfluous commentary. They want to know the facts. What are you here for? What do you want? Why should I grant your motion? So if you're going to argue a motion um, you're going to want to be able to say, you know, Your Honor, uh, I'm here uh, because I filed a motion to compel discovery. I served discovery demands on the defendant on such and such date. I served them with a good faith letter. They didn't respond. You know, they still haven't responded. And at this point, I need uh, the court to strike their answer. Something like that. Very concise. Very concise. And if the judge wants more from you, the judge will ask you. And then again, you stand up, you're respectful, and you give the best, most concise, direct answer that you can. You know, just imagine like when you're, you're home and you're, you're talking to your kids, right? And they're just going on and on and on about a video game. You just, you're not even really listening. You, you've lost what it is that they're trying to tell you because the story is so long. That's how a judge might feel. And you have to imagine that this judge has heard arguments all week long from a ton of different people. Sometimes 10, 15, 20 arguments at a given time. Maybe they've been on trial for a week. So don't give them way more than they need. Just give them the facts. Uh, but again, we can discuss those two issues in separate videos because I know that that's not uh, what Kelly was asking. But that's, that's basically the overview of what to expect. Mm -hmm.